0: What's up everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Falcons in focus podcast presented by Ticketmaster recorded in the Ticketmaster studios. I'm Scott Bear. That's Tory McElhaney, the man of the hour, <laughs> brand new Falcons defensive lineman. Yeah. To read through his resume would take the entire time that we have allotted, so we'll just say yeah. that he's been pretty good for a long time. Right, right. Calais Campbell uh, over here. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to start with a little, like, behind-the-scenes topic that we normally right. don't get into because, you know, do, do fans really care about what goes on outside of what they can see on a podcast? Well, everybody was talking about two minutes ago, and the guys in the back had to modulate – Kalea's his microphone because his voice is so low that they c- had to get it just right because no one who's ever sat in that chair
1: has had a voice that low. Yeah,
2: you know. Well, thanks for having me. Happy yeah. to be here. Happy to bring my voice to the, to the team. I
1: think you have a good voice. I think like people are with the headphones on, they're gonna be like, oh, yeah, oh, this yeah. is very, it's, it's very nice. Oh yeah,
2: but yeah, I mean, the people, the pro- producers, they always have to elevate <laughs> Yeah, to, they they,
1: they have to Look, find that right balance. So
0: I was curious. The 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 voice has an origin story, somewhat, right? Yeah, because it, it 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 happened kind of like when you were in the league or something
1: like that. That's yeah. what I read. Yeah, we've heard we've heard this. We've done our research, and <laughs> apparently there is a story about your voice that we wanted you to tell?
2: Well, I mean, it happened over time. Oh, okay. It wasn't wasn't like like a big 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 moment. Okay,
1: Okay. for some reason I thought it was
0: like one game and it was gone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it kind of happened like that, but it was like one of those things where like my voice would go and then come back and go and come back, and then it went and never came back. So (laughs) it it was kind of like a a, a, – there was a catalyst. It was like a moment. But, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting because like, you know, People only know me like from the later part of my life. They like will go back watch all videos. They're like, "You sound way different," you know. <laughs> like, I just it happened. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I like it because it built a, You know, it's earned. You know, yeah, it's built earned the character. But I think it's just a lot of passion, a lot of screaming and yelling on the football field. And uh, I think that just kind of made the voice a little more raspy. Yeah. You know, little, no, it's it kind of funny.
1: Dimension and character. Well, and it's
2: yeah.
0: perfect for his uh, his for a second line of work, which could be like big time, like movie trailers. You know, Ooh, it's like yeah. announcing, <laughs> like announcing, like Guardians of the Galaxy. I think so. Your brother Jared is a stand up comic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And. This is a quote I pulled from the Baltimore Ravens website. Uh, it sounds like he swallowed someone and they're screaming to get out. <laughs> Which from the He
2: Stephen tries Comet- to be funny. <laughs> he tries to be funny. He thinks he's hilarious. He is hilarious, <laughs> yeah, though. He, he is, you yeah. know. But I, I happen to be the butt of a lot of his jokes. <laughs> you know? Oh, really? Aww. I mean, it happens, you know. But, uh, I mean, I have five brothers, you know, two sisters and, uh, that I grew up with. I have a, a couple half-brothers and sisters. Uh-huh. Uh, but, um, the, you know, in my family, we have... So much fun, but there's a lot of trash talking. You know, it's like being I in a locker hope so. room. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's why football is so much fun to me because it's like just being like the way we grew up. It was a locker room. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: That was what I was going to ask. I'm glad that you brought this up because you know you were doing research and you're like, okay, this is a guy who comes from a big family. Seven siblings, I think, is is what you guys were when y'all were younger. Five of your brother, or all of your brothers, I assume, all played football too, and you yeah. all played. You all played football at a fairly high level. I think all college players well one
2: of my brothers went to school for academics and then okay. the other four they uh, all have football scholarships okay
1: gotcha what was it like growing up with this this group of siblings that honestly i i look at pictures of you guys and you all look really really close but to have that like those siblings around you what was kind of growing up
2: like? It was amazing you know uh, I mean obviously uh, sports were kind of second nature to us and we played everything and you know you never have to go out and like try to make friends you know you just uh, have your yeah. brothers and I think that way we actually made some really quality friends because I mean all of us you know our friends are all each other's friends because you know we're so we're so close and so we have a really good network of just quality people and uh, you know I mean Sports, even watching games, was always fun. You know, you got somebody to compete with, talk trash to, and, uh, and then playing them was even more fun. So, and it's actually cool. I mean, I, I, I'm i hoping they come out, you know, uh, fairly often this year. You know, I got a suite, so I can make sure that, they, that when they come, you know, I got the terrace too down below, so oh, okay. so well, I can yeah, a- I can I can see them. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, 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 you know, I gotta make sure I'm balling though, because if I ain't making no plays, they gonna be talking trash. you know
0: <laughs> In a spot where they can actually hear you. Yeah.
2: Like someone's gonna be yelling at you,
1: and it's like, ah, it's my brother. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> mean, I'm cool being
2: heckled my brother. <laughs> Step your game up. <laughs>
0: Be like, yes, that's heckling, but it's 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 motivating. It's fine. I, I guess I'm just curious. I'm like one of these two things. When that group of kids starts playing, I imagine one of two things is happening. You're either in the house and breaking stuff, yeah, or you're outside scraping knees and playing football on asphalt. Like what? Was, like
2: yeah, we were out of the house as much as possible. Right. You know, mainly because the parents were like, yo, I got he, to get out. You, you gotta, gotta go. breaking stuff in here. <laughs> You know, because I mean, in my five brothers, there so there's six boys within seven and a half years. So we're all wow. pretty much a year apart. Within you know? seven and a half years. Yeah, <laughs> my mom was pregnant the whole eighties. <laughs> you she's know, a saint. She, she's incredible. I, uh-huh. I, you know, and after witnessing my wife give birth, I'm like, wow. I, I mean, I didn't even realize how <laughs> yeah. incredible my mom is. Right. Uh, but she is definitely superwoman, and uh, just I mean, wow. Uh, so, uh, but 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 because of that, that we're all like so su- super close in age. So I was always in school with my brothers, and like you know, and so like every time we go and do like you know recess or whatever when I was young, like my brothers were there, you know. And then when we, you know, summertime hits and we're outside playing the whole time, we go play five on five, pick up basketball, like it's me and my brothers versus everybody else, you know. And so it was always kind of cool. Sometimes like if you know to keep it even because we're pretty good athletes, yeah. We'll b- split the teams up and stuff to try to make sure you can get a good game and stuff, though. But I mean. I don't think I would be who I am without having like my big brothers to compete against. It's kind of interesting because I tell my my wife all the time like I think I was in like the perfect position because I had older brothers who drove me to kind of want to improve my skills so I mm-hmm. could compete with them because they were just better at, at being older until start, until we got to a certain age. And then I had my younger brothers so I could just like you know build my confidence with because you, uh-huh. you know when you play against your younger brothers you know you could beat them. So like you know but they were competitive too. I mean I remember the first time my younger brother blocked my shot on the basketball court. I'm like what just happened? <laughs> like, wait a minute, how did
1: this happen? <laughs> In your mind, I feel like little siblings are always like they never outgrow like six years old. So you always think like, ah, oh, I can beat up on them, and then yeah. you get to the point and you're like, that's you can beat up on me now. <laughs> and it's like, oh god. But you were, if this is right, you were six eight at fifteen years old.
0: At fifteen years old, are Oops. all of
1: are all of your brothers like as. I don't want to say You this. weren't like
0: the runt of the family, were you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
2: uh, the comedian, he's the runt of the family <laughs> at, at six foot. See, we <laughs> have to be back. funny. The yeah.
0: runts have
3: to be funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny.
2: But it's funny because, like, I mean, he some some ho- stuff in Hollywood, and he has uh-huh. the personality of being, like, the little guy. But we go to Hollywood and like, he'd be six foot, you know, yeah. like you know, two 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 hundred and ten pounds. You know, you're the big guy, you know, and so his personality didn't really match the look because he literally is like our family. Like we tease him uh-huh. as he's like the guy is too small to do anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Now, when you're like growing up, I know basketball was also one of your main loves along with football. And I saw something that said you were like, you know, if I. If I loved basketball, how good of a basketball player would I have been? If I loved basketball like I loved football, when was that? Like in your mind, did football become kind of it for you? Oh yeah, nah. so
2: football has always been it. Okay. You know? okay, so when I was six years old, you turn seven, I begged my dad to play football mm-hmm. because I loved the game, and I knew that I just found out you can do organized football at uh, at, at seven or six years old, really. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, my dad pretty much told me if I could find a place to sign me up. My older brother, who was 11 at the time, my oldest brother, uh, he'd uh, help me go through the phone book and find a, uh, find a team. We happened to find the best team in Colorado, just pure luck. Wow. And, just uh, going through the phone book? Yep. Yeah, like- yeah, it was old school. I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most, these, most of the guys on the team don't even know what a phone book is. <laughs> but back then, we had phone books, and um, and uh, we found it, found a team that you know, Park Hill Pirates, and um, you know, I still work with them a lot you know, to this day. Uh, they were monumental in my development in mm-hmm. football and my love for the game and stuff. But I started at, you know, I mean, this would be 30 years of playing football because I started, I was turning uh, seven in that, uh, in that September. So, uh, you know, I think I started in August. So it was like a month of six, yeah. but it was, it, was, it was great. But basketball, I didn't really play basketball until like seventh grade. Okay. You know, like I mean, I, I loved basketball with my brothers and stuff, and it was fun, but it was never on the same level as football. Like football was always my first love. Basketball, I, I was just good. At it, and I enjoyed it. I mean, it's you know a competitor, Uh, but uh, you know I, I really believe if I if I put the same effort in basketball as I did football. I could have been really good in the NBA, mm. but you know, football always had my heart, and it yeah. was never a doubt, you know. But it's kind of funny because, like, I tell people I was really good at basketball, and they're like, "Come on, bro, if you're really good at basketball, you'd be playing basketball." And I'm like, "No, I love football. Like, football's my heart. Like, yeah. you know, But at the time, like, you know, I mean, I had the high school basketball coach. Used to tell me all the time, like, "Just give me the same effort you give the football coach." And like, I'm like, <laughs> like, I hear you, coach. you, like, "You could be an NBA." You know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a year younger than LeBron in school, uh, okay. and so like, I was really good as a junior and sophomore yeah. and stuff. And so he was like, "Man, you could be better than LeBron James." You know, and I'm like, you know, at the time I'm thinking, like I probably could if I put <laughs> everything yeah. in, you know. Uh, but I, um, I just, you know, football was always my heart, you know, yeah. and that's why I'm still doing it today. I mean, right. I don't play football for any reason other than I love the game, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I, I you know, I've, I've made, you know, good quality money and all that stuff, and. You know, uh, I feel like I've you know accomplished a lot of a lot of success and stuff, and you know, I mean, I, I mean, the ultimate goal is to get a gold jacket, you know, and I, I don't know if I've done enough or not, you know, I mean, I I, I uh, feel like I'm in the conversation and not all that good stuff, but you know, I, I thought for sure that like you know there's gonna be a time where I just feel like okay I'm done playing football, you know, but this offseason came and I was like man I. I there's no – I, I want to keep playing. I'm still good at it. Right. I st- and I absolutely love it, you know. Yeah. Now, it takes a lot to get ready for it. It's not easy, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. But uh, but going through the grind and all that stuff, like, I, I still appreciate it. And so, uh, you know, yeah, it's definitely – it's a lot of fun. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I'm still able to do it. You know, there's a couple of times where I, I won't be able to do it anymore, and hopefully I get to go out on my own terms, and right. I don't get injured or anything like that. But that's you know, it's football, so we'll see how it goes. But at the end of the day, just to be able to play this game a little longer and do it the way uh, you know I love to, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm yeah. excited. And just being here this week with these guys, you know, and just. Like, there's such a good energy. You know, yeah. this is a great place. I'm really happy with my decision. You know, I had a lot of offers, and I was trying to weigh everything. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, hurry up and make a decision. Uh, but, you know, I mean, honestly, I feel like, uh, you know, I could have made a better decision. This was great for me. So Right.
1: I'm glad that you – so this is actually, like, farther down in our notes. But because you're talking about it now, I wanted yeah. to ask about it. Like, That's a good you talk call. about – like, what it takes to, you know, be in the league for as long as what you have, but, like, the physical toll that it takes on the body to be in this game at the professional level, what are some things that you do that has allowed you that lo- that longevity that people may not know about or may not realize that, hey, this he, he does this for his body in order to be wor- – like, to continue? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, uh, you know, but, I mean, so I always – you know, I think I've learned at a uh, somewhat of a young age in the NFL, uh, you know, it's better to do prehab instead of doing rehab, yeah. you know. And so, like, you know, a lot of guys get hurt and then they want to do all this stuff to take care of everybody to get back right, you know. And, this you know, you see all the guys doing the rehab stuff and it works. You know, you get back strong, you strengthen your muscles and you're back on the field and you're playing good ball. Uh, but I was like, you know, let's get ahead of the curve. You know, let's, right. let's, do, let's do let's do that stuff now. Right, exactly. So the, you know, preventive, pre- preventative stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, I do a lot of, you know, body body work, you know, from, you know, all the soft tissue stuff, uh, mm. deep tissue uh, massages and, you know, dry needling and acupuncture and, you know, uh, I mean, I got... Ankle specialists and knee specialists, and you know those guys also are specialists in other things too. Right. you know, But the ankles and knees are the main thing for yeah. my position and make sure so I can bend and have the flexibility to get down in the stance and stuff. You know, hip specialists and all that stuff. But you just work with people, and like you know, I've been lucky enough over the years to find, like, people who are really good at the job. You know, anything, there's people who are, like, you know, a lot of people can do a job. Yeah. And there's some people who are really good at that job, and there's some people who are, like, the best. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I've accumulated a team of the best, you know. And so it's kind of cool. But because of that, you know, it gets pretty expensive and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. But I tell guys all the time because, like, you know, I mean, young guys, you know, I mean, you know, some guys don't really want to spend the, the, the kind of money it costs to, you know, find the best people right. to take care of your body. And yeah. I'm like, man, think about it as an investment into your career, you know, especially when you're young. Like, you right. know, and you don't really need it as much when you're young. Like, you know, when I was in year four, like, I didn't do a lot to take care of my body. I didn't yeah, really Yeah, you don't to. think about it. You're yeah. like,
1: I'm in I'm, I'm the prime of life. Like, yeah, it, everything's
2: you know, fine. You know, but as you get a little older, you know, and really it happens fast. It's not like, you know, like you're six, you, you, if you did take care of your body, you're probably not going to last too much longer, uh-huh. you know. And so, but, you know, you get to a point where it's like, you know, you need more and more. But, you know, each year I feel like I have to add stuff. Right, another specialist in
3: the
1: team.
2: What else can I do to improve my chances of, you know, just being a good player and being out there? Because the best ability is availability.
3: Yeah.
2: And so, like, you know, I don't want to be out there, you know, on one leg or, you know, like, you know, hurting. I want to be feeling full strength. And if I feel full strength, you know, even in your 16, I feel like I can go out there and give you, you know, a bunch of high-quality plays. And make yeah. a difference and help the team win the football games, you know. And, and to do that though, it takes you know it takes a lot of hours because I mean I think the biggest thing like for me I don't even care about like the money part you know I will I'll make the investment just yeah. I like being good on the football field but it's the hours and that's what makes it hard. A lot of guys don't want to go through the time and like the, you know just the mental grind of being away from your family you know and you start having uh, yeah. kids and stuff. And I purposely had kids late because mm-hmm. I wanted to you know wait. So I, I, you know, so I it wouldn't like take away from me and my love for the game, yeah. you know. But now, I, you know, I got a three-year-old and he's he's definitely <laughs> wants attention. You know, Daddy, Daddy, let's go outside, let's do this and that. And I'm like, Daddy, gotta work. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's it's heartbreaking sometimes. You know, but I, I think that's what retires guys more often than not. But he's still young enough, and I really want him to be able to come into the locker room and you yeah. know, be around and kind of see me playing football. So it's kind of like it still motivates me to still do well, so he right. can you know witness it a little bit too. That's
1: cool.
0: I Yeah, I I think so often fans see you three and a half hours for 17 on 17 days a year or 21 you know uh, like obviously you want to yeah. play 20 but uh that, that that they only see that and they don't know right that going to work is so much more than that and you talk about investments I don't want to get on a soapbox here but like you like talk about investments it's about the next contract too about the next opportunities and being able to stack those right and i I, I just think it's interesting because you you're at a point now where your son is three. Um, I have two little kids, so I, I hear what you're saying here, where it's like you want to see them do this, right? It, you know, and how cool has that been since you've become. A dad, right? And you're starting to get these experiences that your dad got when you were three, and some of your brothers were younger. What does that kind of mean to you as you move forward? I'm sure you're taking lots of pictures, right? Oh yeah. But, but, <laughs> but it's like, what does that mean to you to have him with you during this experience, even uh, even though he's still young?
2: Yeah, it means a lot, you know. I mean, you know, and I mean seeing his love for the game, you know, too. Like, I mean, he doesn't really know the game, you know. Sure. He just knows daddy's out there running around and hitting bags and doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> But like you know, he wants to do it too. You know when he sees me out there, you know, and, and you know it's always cool because like you know, I mean, I do bring him with me sometimes when I'm training. You know, and I brought him in the gym. You know, the uh, a couple like last week when I was training. And uh, he's trying to, you know, lift some of the weights that he, me, he saw me doing. And it's just kind of funny because it's like, wow, you know, like, I mean, it's, you know, like he's growing up so fast. And, you know, it's like, yo, hold on, man. You know, I don't want to do what you lifting weights yet, but let me just, you know, let me see let me see what you look like doing this. You know, some push-ups. And his push-ups are so funny, too. He pushes his butt up first in his arms. Yeah. Like, I did it, you know. Uh, like, but, well, uh you kind of did. Yeah. You know, it wasn't really a push-up, but you did something, you know. right. Uh, but uh, but I mean it's, it's, it's moments like this that I cherish forever you know I mean and capturing these moments and like I mean I'm grateful for technology and being able to like record as much as possible mm-hmm. you know and uh, you know and hope the goal is to you know build a big catalog of stuff that he can look back on and you know just be like man this is me when I was a kid you know that you know I, I we don't have you know I mean we, we my dad was really good at you know, you know capture videos but somehow they just disappeared <laughs> yeah get lost in time yeah it was yeah. VHS and stuff I like that I was gonna say it's <laughs> not exactly yeah. Like tape <laughs> like yeah <laughs> <laughs> the digital sp- uh, you know, factors are, you know, nowadays are a lot nicer. You know, I can, right. I can capture as much as I want to. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Thank you for the cloud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm glad you brought up your dad. I actually wanted to ask a little bit about him. You know, your foundation, CRC Foundation, is essentially this is this whole project. This whole foundation is a reflection of your dad, and it's it's kind of a continuation of his, his teachings. And so I. I was just curious if there were any stories about your dad that you remember that you can think back on to be like, this is who my dad was, and this is the man that I want to teach my son to be.
2: Yeah, wow. Uh, That's a really good question. I um, I mean, my dad was my hero, you know, and uh, he passed away when I was 17, you know, and that was very hard on all of us. And, uh, you know, uh, but, I, I mean, just the, the man I remember is such an incredible man. You know, I mean, you know, my mom used to get upset because we'd go to the grocery store and he's making friends and talking to people. And just, <laughs> right, like, yeah. just the friendliest person in <laughs> right, the world, you yeah. know, which I got a piece of that, too. I'm pretty friendly <laughs> myself. And so, like, you just, you can take forever just, you know, talking to strangers and just, you know, he's just a very curious person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a talent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he also was the kind of guy that, like, you know, just, I, I think he, you know, has been in, the, in times where he needed help a lot, you know, for you know different things, and so he's been there before. So like, I mean, I remember every time you see anybody who you know ran out of gas and they're trying to push their car, we had to hop out and and and, and push that car and help them get to the gas station and stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, he has these you know strong young boys. Like, Yo, come on, let's go help him. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like how come we always got to be able to help him? Help him? <laughs> he's yeah. Like I'm directing. Yeah, <laughs> you you know? do it. <laughs> but he, but he was building character, you know, he's building, you know, he was teaching us, you know, the value of uh, of just community, you know, and and helping people in need and and you know, just appreciation of of you know, just you know, being a human being, you know, and I feel like you know sometimes that gets lost, you know. But you know, I think that you know we can all be. I mean, it's human nature to be a little selfish too, because if you don't take care of you, who will? You know, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you know, I think that you know we're tribal by nature, and we're supposed to you know you know be a part of communities, be a part of something. And so, you know, it's just I feel like you know we were very involved in our community. You know, we used to the paper route and stuff. But like, you know, you know all your neighbors. You know, you go and talk to everybody. You know, my dad was very active in school. You know, he knew all my teachers. You know, so I couldn't really slack up. You know, you know, I knew my dad might just pop up, you know, any given day, you know, randomly, you know, on his lunch break or whatever, to come in like, you know, check on us, you know, and make sure we were good. And you know, like, you know, it just was was a really you know, just a great person, a high integrity. You know, I, I could tell you probably a thousand stories of times right. of, of him teaching me stuff. Uh, I don't know this one just popped in my head. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I was good in sales, you know, when I was a kid, you know, uh-huh. and like, you know, we used to sell candy and stuff. Uh, mainly we sell candy to get like cleats and stuff for yeah. you know, for, yeah. for, for, for football and um, other sports as well, whatever, just to get the stuff we needed. It was like a fundraiser in a sense. Right. Uh, but I had the bright idea of, uh, of selling it for more than what it was worth. Well, Uh,
1: they're a little entrepreneur, yeah. Yeah, you
2: know, and like, it wasn't really wrong (laughs) if if I would have communicated to, you know, to to everybody involved. Right, yeah. But instead, I made them believe I was still selling at the price I was supposed to, I just (laughs) pocketed the difference. But then I got, I like to brag a little bit, you know, back in the day, and so I I I told myself to my brothers, and then one of my brothers, like, I guess he just had enough of me, and so he decided he was going to tell on me to my dad, and, you know, it was all bad. Because it was just like, you know, I mean, you know, your communication, like you can't just like, you know, you can't just lie, cheat, and steal to get by. You have <laughs> right. to, you know, yeah. uh, you know, be fair and, you know, be honest and, you know, communicate and stuff like that. But I just, for, for, about, for about 10 minutes, it made me feel like I was the worst worst kid in the world. <laughs> but one thing my dad always did a really good job of though is he came in and he, and he loved on us and he told us like why, you know, things were important. You know, and like especially in the sports world too. You know, like I mean, I told him I wanted to be in the NFL. And, and I mean, I joke around and say that was like a mistake. It, obviously it wasn't, I mean, what <laughs> it happened worked out. transpired it worked out. for yeah. me to be here, right? Yeah, yeah. But when I was 13, I told him I wanted to be in the NFL. That was something that was important to me. He was like, okay, he said, you should, you, that's a goal of yours? You really want to? I was like, yeah, you know, he was like, all right, well, what do you need to do for that to happen? And I was like, well, I got I to work, you know. And he was like, yeah, he's like, there's a lot of kids that's talented. There's a lot of kids all over the world, you know, all over the country who are talented, you know. And, and I mean, I was, a, you know, athletic kid at the mm-hmm. time, 13. I wasn't really quite as big as I am now, but I was getting, trending. You were getting there. In the right direction, yeah. <laughs> and so I knew I had potential from, like, an athletic standpoint. Yeah. But he was like, "Yeah, there's a lot of kids with potential, you know, and talent, talent. You know, that only gets you so far, you know. It's, it's going to be the work ethic, and so he came up with a plan, and we were going to go. You know, uh, it was it was summertime right before school started, you know. But it was like you know a couple times a week we were going to go to this uh, local high school, and um, and we were going to just we, we put me through drills. So I had to run, you know, pretty much. We got to run in like two miles a day, and then I would do football drills. And, like, for a while there, it was like, you know, I mean, it was torture. (laughs) Right. It was hard. Yeah. But it taught me, though, like, you know, I mean, there's only really one way to be successful at something that's to work, you yeah. know. I don't care how talented you are, I don't care, you know, like even, you know, guys are first round picks or undrafted free agents when you come into this league it does not matter, you know, once you get here, it's what you do with the opportunities you're given. And uh, a lot of that comes down to, you know, how hard are you willing to work, you know, to, to to build your technique, to take care of the small things and like, you know, I mean, you know, coaches see your effort, you know, it shows up, you know, I mean, what you repeatedly do is wh- what you are, you know, greatness is a habit. And so, uh, but you know, th- those lifelong lessons and there's, I mean, so many. My right. dad was a great teacher, you know, yeah. and, and put so much good stuff in 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 uh, in my mind and heart, and you know, sh- you know, and led by example and showed me, and made sure that I was accountable to it, and uh, you know, and those things, uh, the the sacrifice he made, you know, definitely it was it was a big reason, you know, why I'm here. You know, I wouldn't be here today, you know, without having a great father. And you know, and that's just that was the journey that God chose for me too. You know, to have a great father. You know, I used to you know get sad, you know, when you know I thought about my dad passing away, and then I was like, you know, I was lucky enough to have a great dad for seventeen years, so I really can't be too sad because there's a lot of guys out there, you know, I talk to, and it's just like, man, you know, like dads are chilling around, they don't even know him. you know, and that's just so sad, heartbreaking, you know. But you know, I was fortunate enough to have you know the ultimate dad for seventeen years of my life.
0: You know, I I think. The more that we talk about your experience and your story, um, the more like perseverance keeps coming up. And I mean that in a wide range. We're getting all deep here, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. Sometimes that happens. Uh, (laughs) But a lot of people like to talk about the the time when your family was in some form of a shelter, right? And, you know, like we're in on hard times. The part about that story that I like is that it went from shelter to apartment to house, like that's what, that's the cool part of the story to me Yeah, is the perseverance of coming through that, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about you doing all this prehab stuff, right? How do you persevere in the NFL over 16 years? You do the smart thing mm-hmm. right, right? Yeah. That we kind of keep seeing this. You, I hate hearing you talk about your dad. That seems to be like a theme. Is that kind of something that, that you've learned that you want to pass off to Zach Harrison and your son <laughs> or anybody yeah. who's listening to this right now that... You know, perseverance isn't always just going through adversity, right? It's about prehab and it's about doing all these different Mm -hmm. things. Yeah, that 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 you've done.
2: I feel like, um, you know, I mean, you know, my dad taught me that I can do anything I want in this world, right? As Mm -hmm. long as I'm willing to put the work in to, you know, to to develop the skill and the talent to be able to accomplish it, right? Mm -hmm. And like, there's no limitation. Anything can be learned, right? Anything can be, you know, taught and learned. And so, I mean, I guess as long as I have the capability to learn it, I can be great at it, you know. And, uh, you know, so I, you know, I, my brothers, even my, uh, not my brothers a little bit, but my, my, my friends would tease me a lot because I have this ridiculous confidence. You know, mm-hmm. I tell them I could be an NBA, and they're like, Wh- whatever, you know, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, know? you know, I, I think, I, but I, I really believe that, like, you know, I can develop the talent, you know, develop the skill, you know, so talent is God-given, you know, you only have so much of that, but I could develop the skill to be really good at whatever I put my time and effort into. And that was definitely taught, you know, and, 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 and I felt like, uh, you know, Hard times don't last. Tough, you know. Tough people do, and so like you know, my my life experiences have taught me like you know, like sometimes you can get you know bad hands. You're gonna get you know you know tough tough things dealt to you, adversity dealt to you, and uh and you know how you handle that is gonna really you know show who your true character is, you know what you're really made of, you know. And I believe that God doesn't put anything on you that you can't handle. And so you know when we were young and I was you know eleven you know, turning 12, you know, um, when I was, when we were in a homeless shelter and, uh, you know, I mean, it felt like a long time, it was probably like four months, you know, four or five months, you know, it was, I don't remember exactly how long it was, but it was, it wasn't that long, right? It was a small part of my childhood, uh, but it was a monumental part of my childhood, you know, and, uh, you know, we were in a family homeless shelter, so we were all together, which was very, very, I mean, I was kind of lucky, you don't really get that too often, and, you know, and you know, my parents both lost their job at the same time, and it was just a bad situation, you know. Um, and uh, we ended up having to go to a homeless shelter. But, you know, my dad made sure that, you know, we understood that he was working hard to, you know, get us out of the situation and just to be patient and, you know, make the best of it. You know, there's not much you can do other than, you know, keep your head high, you know, keep your attitude right, and uh, just, you know, and give us some time, you know. And we'll work our way out of this. And we did. You know, we, went, we moved into one-bedroom apartment, you know, <laughs> you got ten people in one bedroom apartment's kids. a little tight. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I mean it was better than home homeless shelter, that was for sure. 100%. You know, and then shortly after that we moved into a five bedroom house and, you know, was, you know, some people got older and started moving out too as well, mm-hmm. so it wasn't as many people in the house. But um, you know, it was it was uh, a great life lesson. You know, just you know, it's just like, you know, I mean when bad times come or even like, you know, if you want something really bad, it's just like, okay, put your head down and just do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do the work You know, and 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 you do it. You know the best you can. Eventually, you know, you know, the good stuff will come from it. You know, hard work always pays off. You know, I mean, there's, there's not. You know, you know, I think there's like a old. Picture or whatever, and people are you, know, you know mining for gold or whatever, and they uh, you know end up giving up, and it's like they were you know right two there. feet away from the gold or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just like a little bit more, you know. And my mindset is like you know just keep going, you know just keep going, take it one day at a time, and do the best I can, you know. And I, I you know I tell guys all the time like greatness is a habit, you know if you study greatness, you know people do the small things over and over well. And then eventually it looks like, you know, everything they do is great, you know, but it's just the small things. I mean, you know, Jordan was the hardest working player, you know, in sports, you know, I mean, and that's allowed him to go out there and excel, you know, and. You know, you always have these Jordan-LeBron debates and stuff like that, and, but LeBron is also the hardest working person. Right, you know? yeah. I mean, it's the people, you know, Kobe Bryant the same way. You mm-hmm. know, the people who are considered the great work in that conversation were the hardest working people. You know, and it goes across every every field, any industry. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, uh, you have to be, you know, you know diligent in, in the grind. And so, you know, I mean, I, I just always encourage, you know, people to put the work in. You know, young rookies come in, you know, and you got potential, like, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have the talent. You know, you have talent. Somebody saw it, you know you have enough talent to be out here you know and uh now it comes down to you know you need a little fortune, you know you need just to be blessed because you know I don't care how hard you work and taking care of your body you know stuff just still happens sometimes you just need fortune yeah um but you know I just tell them all the time like you know uh after practice we're gonna work you know on something you know whatever it is and then you put emphasis on the day I'm gonna get better at something small you know because like the small things become the big things and you know you got to kind of got to break it down and like you know set goals and you know small small goals that eventually if you do well over and over time you build up a you know just a muscle memory where you do it. Everything well, you know, mm-hmm. and eventually you're gonna make a, start making a lot of plays, and you know, you, you, I mean, you know, there's a guy in Baltimore that I think is gonna have a heck of a career named Broderick Washington, and mm-hmm. you know, just like I mean, he came from a guy that I don't think you know a lot of people thought he was gonna be really good. I mean, obviously the Ravens did because they drafted him. I think he was a fifth round pick, I think maybe fourth round. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah but it, but it was just like you know, I mean, he was that one guy like that every day after practice he's doing something, you know, and I and you know I was always the hardest working person on the football field, you know, as I got a little older, hard work. Had <laughs> To change, I can't mm-hmm. be out there running the most sprints or doing the most mm-hmm. work after practice. So just you know, that's just not how it works when you get to be you know, older. <laughs> so my hard work, you know, comes in the form of uh, taking care of my body, you mm-hmm. know, and and so like that's like you know the, the the soft tissue and body work stuff is the extra stuff that pays dividends for me to be able to go out there and play mm-hmm. well. And like you know, I've also got so many reps of you know playing well you know, on the football field, like, where I don't need as much extra work after, 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 after practice to be practice to Like the muscle again. memories. That yeah, you it started, c- yeah, it comes a little quicker, you know. Yeah, yep. But, like, I was just, you know, I remember talking to him and, like, telling him, like, yo, action speak harder words. You say you want to, you know, sleep, mm. you know, actions speak way louder than words will ever. So, you know, you could tell me that, but show me. And mm-hmm. I remember him taking the challenge and, like, him going and putting that work in over and over again. And, I mean, I told him, too, that he's like, you won't get me cut, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, and he's like, man, you collapse, Kevin, They going to ever cut you. I'm like, well, I mean, you're cheaper and you're playing some good ball, you know. <laughs> and, like, you know, I see it. Like, you know I mean, the oh, yeah. guys who have that work ethic, you know, uh, you know, they're going to – they're always going to – it's always going to show. And it took him a while, too, because he was – you know, I mean, he still hasn't really made a lot of plays in his league yet, you know, but – you know, he was around a lot of players. He just missed a lot of players last year, you know, and I mean, I'm like, yo, I see it, you know, and it's just, as an example, but I can go down a list of so many guys that I've, you know, I've worked with over the years and like, I've always took pride in helping young guys Mm -hmm. develop it to be the best they can be and -hmm. I never had that like, you know, like, you know, this guy might take my job or anything like that, you know, I mean, this, you know, it's, it's, it's you know it's competition and of course you know and if somebody else is playing better hopefully it raise my level to play better too but I've always had brothers like you know we compete we you know we get better and at the end of the day there's enough to go around for all of us you know mm-hmm. and so I mean you all get you know pats on the back when we all do well you know and as a whole you know I just I, and my goal is always to see the you know the young guys. Uh, you know, develop and be the best they can be. You know, and I, I mean, you joke around and say it's to protect your pension. You know, I want to keep the game strong yeah. so I can make sure my pension, you know, <laughs> I keep getting that, you know, that role. But what it really comes down to it, though, is I just, I, I, I get I get a lot of, you know, I mean, like, like we talk about my dad and just community, you know, and like yeah. my brothers, you know, and just, I mean, you know, try to help each other be the best we can be, you know. And these guys, you know, when you come here, I know I know what they've been through to get here because yep. it's not easy to mm-hmm. get to the NFL. Like getting to the NFL, it's a lot of lot mm-hmm. of hard work, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of just, I mean, blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. to, to get here, you know. So I know what you have to go through, and I respect that. So, of course, you, you know, you, you've already shown that you can put the work in. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you – more work to you know to to, to, to to use you know on and off the field and that if you do it properly you know I mean the formula is very simple you know um, you know and we we're gonna perfect it you know but if you if you're willing to put the work in and and, and, and execute the formula it works mm-hmm. I mean I'm you know firsthand you know yeah. example of it Living working proof. Yeah.
0: yeah man I, I I think that's interesting just kind of one last kind of topic as we're kind of heading down the pike here just that uh, Tori found this great note. I hate to steal it from you, but. Is it, it the t shirt? It's the Terrell Davis thing. Oh, the Terrell Davis thing, yeah.
1: I'll that, let you do yeah, that. no, it, I saw a photo or something where, you know, you, you grew up in the Denver area and a big time Broncos, Broncos fan growing up. And um, there was a photo of you when you were younger with Terrell Davis. And. you had said something or wrote something down i can't remember in my research now but something along the lines of like meeting him really put in perspective like the i don't even know what the word was but it was like like normalizing normalizing the athlete yeah what was that meeting like for you in that moment and kind of how do you think back on it now 16 years into into the league
2: yeah uh well, i start off by saying this. I'm going to come back to that. Okay. But uh, being a big Broncos fan, like, growing up, I was a diehard Broncos fan. You know, I love football, and they were the hometown team, so I was diehard. But I remember the Super Bowl in, like, 98, 99, and uh, you know Jamal yeah. Anderson and like you know the the Dirty Bird and <laughs> oh, the yeah. against the Broncos and like that was like you know crazy to me because I loved I loved you know like your you know the underdog story and mm-hmm. the, the Falcons and like you know what they did there and I mean I I, I know there was a video of me doing the Dirty Bird you know <laughs> yesterday <laughs> and it was cool but like I mean to me like you know I, I mean I remember that like it was yesterday like witnessing the Dirty Bird being done and, like I mean you you want to root for them but also being a Broncos fan it was like nah not I not mean, today not for football but I, I love the team I've always always to see so it's kind of cool to be a, a be a falcon yeah because of that but um but with terrell davis you know i mean he was you know like i mean just everybody's favorite player when you grew up in denver during that time and he was you know the best player in football best running back in football during that time and um you know and i was, I was like eight years old and uh he came to it might have been like nine or ten because mm-hmm. i think it was a little bit like i think they was there you know they, i don't think they won the super bowl yet but they were trending that direction right. and um and uh uh, you know, it was like it was a practice. Uh, after I was after a Little League football game, and they had to bust all the Broncos. You know, they, or a few Broncos came down to where we're playing a Little League football game at. And I remember like talking to him and like just like I mean he was super personable and just gave me so much love and attention. But like you know it's just like man like you know my dad was taller than him you know and, <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was a pretty good athlete too like, as you can imagine. And so like I mean like you he looks like he, my dad looked like he could take him you know. <laughs> wait, you wait know? A minute, why is it my dad in the league? Yeah. And I'm like you know like in my mind when I see him on TV like it, they, you know these guys. They're are larger like, than you know, life. Larger, yeah. yeah. And then you see him in real life, and you realize, like you know, I mean, he's just like my dad, you know. And so, like it was, it was huge for me, you know, because it made me believe, like, like that, you know, like. It can be done, you know. This person, he's just a person, you know. Like similar to my dad, and like so, my dad could have made it, you know, if 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 he had mm-hmm. if he had the work ethic and ability and wanted to, right? And so that kind of like was where that you know that really belief that maybe one day I can do that started, you know, at such a young age, you yeah. know. And I was fortunate enough to meet him again, and uh, when I was like 14 or 15, and I, at that point in time, like you know, there was a lot of people talking about I had a chance to go to the NFL. Like my high school football coach made me believe I had a chance and stuff like that. And so, but it was cool to be able to like talk to him and like ask him about you know. Or just you know, like what it takes and all the good stuff. And he's been a great mentor to me uh, for over the years. And it's kind of cool cause your, your idols become your like, you know, peers and yeah. the mm-hmm. people that, you know, your friends, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, wow. You know, like, you it's know, cool. yeah. <laughs> like, like so many what? guys too, that I looked yeah. up to like, look, you know, I was a big fan of that. Like I have the numbers in my phone. If I call them, they always respond. So it's like, it's <laughs> like, you wait know, like, this what, is this life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is going on here? Gotta <laughs> piss myself and you know, yeah. just <laughs> like, well, this is life, you know, but I mean, this, this uh, dreams come true, you know? And I mean, like I always, I, I you know, I, a person that like I, I love being in the community you know I, yeah. I love doing community work and I love being around kids and I you know and I've had others you know Peyton Manning and Marshall Falk came to a camp when I was like 13 and you know I got to talk to them and I remember like messing with Marshall Falk Like I, I could tackle him you know and he was yeah. like you can't tackle me man you can't tell me. <laughs> I'm like no I could tackle you. you know I had a lot of confidence in well, heart Yeah. but like you know but those memories are like yesterday, you know. I can mm, remember them wow. you know, with all my heart. And I mean, for them, it's just five minutes, you know, yeah, that five minute conversation with me, it was a lifetime for me. And so like, I, I keep that in the back of my mind while I go in, you know, and go to schools and talk to kids. And like, I just know how big that is, you know, and like, you know, I don't wanna, I mean, parents do a really good job of killing dreams. You mm-hmm. know, I'm glad my dad didn't do that. He made me work really hard, but <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't kill the dream, you know, but it is, Hard, you know, it's almost unrealistic to expect that you're going to go to NFL. It's just statistically you have really low chance. Right. But like, I never want to be the person telling you like you you can't make it. You know, because you know if you if you're willing to put the effort in and you have the talent, you know, there's a chance. I mean, somebody got to do the job. There's there's jobs. You know, there's only so many, but every year they're, they're drafting new people, uh-huh. so you know somebody gets to do the job. Uh, but yeah. I uh, I do try to you know just you know try to you know love on the guys and you know, give them a chance you know I, I and I encourage them to you know have a backup plan. I was mm-hmm. encouraged to have a backup plan as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, football didn't work out. I wanted to go be a, uh, I wasn't do advertising. Well, advertising. advertising, okay, know, that's cool. I feel like cool. I've been good at it. I yeah. was good at sales and stuff like that. Yeah. I could've been good at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to do it. Right, <laughs> yeah. It worked out, it's all right.
1: Yeah, I know we we had Jeff Okuda on the podcast uh, not too long ago and he, he said, we were talking about backup plans and he said he wanted to be a movie critic when he was like 18. Oh yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's so cool. Speaking of which, I have to say, with Jeff on the podcast, I accidentally, and I'll apologize to you now, when he was on the podcast, I said, I was like, Clayus was probably like when Clayus entered the league in two thousand eight, I was like, You were probably in diapers. And he goes and, <laughs> he goes and then I looked it up and he was ten. Right. So oh, okay. he wasn't so he's in like diapers. <laughs> <bit>. ten.
2: They <laughs> seem very young. <laughs> they do. But you know, they, they, I mean most of the guys were around. I'm not that old just yet. <laughs> I, you know, I've definitely been around some guys who are really, really old, you know, you know, but nah, I'm not that old just yet. I mean year sixteen is I'm a young year sixteen, yeah. You know? Right, yeah. Exactly. I'm a young year yeah. sixteen, so but I no, it. I
1: had I had to apologize. To you because I, I, I accidentally like you caught a stray from me and I was like, oh, <laughs> like wait a minute, he's definitely. Gonna I've been catching strays for years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the locker room is a special place, but it is definitely not for the faint of heart. Uh, yeah, weird. they go tease you. I've been, I've been the old guy for since probably you're eight, nine. yeah right. <laughs> a while, yeah, yeah. It's nothing know. new. <laughs> I didn't really deserve it back then. I deserve it now, though. Oh,
0: goodness. Well, I could do this for like ever, maybe. I know, uh, but this we could, g- but fantastic. we got a wrap. We always wrap the same way. It's mm-hmm. rapid fire, five questions. We They generally get this. Everybody generally in your seat gets the same questions. Are you ready? Bring it. Well, okay. All right,
1: here we go. Question number one, uh, the fav- your favorite play of your career.
2: My favorite play of my career. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say uh, there was a play against Brett Favre when he was with the Minnesota Vikings in my second year in the league. And um, we they were, I think, on like a nine-game winning streak. And uh, you know, and they were coming to Arizona where I was at the time, and uh, I remember telling the defensive coordinator, "Like, call this play it's going to work." Mm. And he looked at me and was like, "Okay, you know," <laughs> kind of gave me this like a side face, so you should, like, "Are you serious? Uh, You're know, yeah. I mean, too, you know, like, you know, <laughs> I haven't earned the right to go tell coach to put a call yet." Uh-huh. Uh, but sure enough, he said next third down, you know, he called it, and uh, I, I, I did my job at a high level. And I broke free and, uh, and I, I, I sacked Brett Favre and made him fumble. Um, and <laughs> they didn't call the a fumble they said he was down before he fumbled, oh, but he fumbled. Come on. you watch the tape he fumbled <laughs> uh, but I did get fined for unnecessary roughness because oh. he could play at the end of the game and uh, you know that was uh, one of those, those fines that you frame although I don't know where I put it it's somewhere, it's somewhere
1: yeah no there are, some, there are some that you're just like right, I'll yeah. take it it's I'll fine that that's, that's a good answer I love that uh,
0: who's your favorite player regardless of sport and, and this is back when you were like younger let's say
2: yeah uh I mean, I am a fan of greatness, and there are so many guys who I would put on the list for, of greatness, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. and all these. So many oh, people yeah. from so many different sports. But if yeah. I had to pick the number one guy, that was Michael Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Jordan. I mean, I, I was even so young when he was in his prime. And, you know, so I, was, I, was, I didn't even understand the game like I do now to really yeah. even appreciate him. But – you know, uh, I went back and studied a lot and watched a lot of his tapes and stuff. You know, as I got older and tried to become a great player myself, and uh, it was just like man, like his work ethic and just like mm-hmm. what he can do and like you know, f- just being the best he can be. You know, was 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 it was such a, so inspiring. Like the, his work ethic, the way he yeah. did things, and uh, I mean, he was just larger than life. And I mean, I know for me, even though I, I love LeBron and I've gotten a chance to meet LeBron a few times and uh you know just i mean he's a great guy and i'm a lot of fun but it's crazy because i'm always arguing you know for the jordan <laughs> side of the argument but but mainly because like i see lebron as a peer i see jordan as, a, as, a, as an yeah artist. yeah right. that's a good point just because i was a kid with jordan so there's mm-hmm. like he can never reach that level right even if the stats say he should mm-hmm. because of just where i was at in my life when and i got to witness him.
1: the pedestal that you put like people yeah. on yeah, yeah that makes sense uh the next question can you still play the trumpet <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one was specialized for you obviously
1: <laughs> because i saw a picture of you playing the trumpet and i was like well now we have to get a band
2: <laughs> yeah you know uh actually just returned the trumpet to, a, to somebody let me borrow one uh for the last, I don't know, I had it like seven years. <laughs> it, was to, it wasn't supposed to be that long, uh, but it did collect more dust than, than I played it. <laughs> I did play it a, a few though, but I tried to play just a couple days ago and it was ugly. <laughs> it it's was like, ugly.
1: Keep it in the dust. Yeah. Fine. Well, my
2: son picked it up and he liked it, so I think we might be getting one. Uh, Ooh, for okay. ourselves. So I might be buying one, so I might play a little bit more, but I don't. I was never that good to start with. I'm not like super musically gifted or anything like that. There's some guys I know who are musically gifted. I'm like, you should be doing music. Me, I just liked it. And it was fun to do, but yeah. I'm I'm not going to put on no shows or anything anytime soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because I've said this on this podcast before, but there are a lot of guys on this team that have played musical instruments before, and I'm I keep saying I was like, we just need to do like a video shoot one day where everybody brings in the instruments that they play, and so that we can judge. <laughs> how good everybody is at <laughs> yeah. their various instruments. I
2: don't, I'm not good enough to like let the whole world see you. you know, and, I'm, and, I, and I don't mind making a fool of myself, but like, yeah, I think I might have to you know, practice a little bit better. Practice. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put it or,
1: on the calendar so right. that you can prepare. That way we'll be ready. With all that
0: free time in your schedule. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, which, and this question is a, a very quick one, but it probably is influenced by your extremely busy schedule is there like a show that you're binging a show that's on your tv at the house all the time is there anything that you're like i love this show or maybe it's like your kid has it on the television all the time and you can't avoid y-
2: the show. My kid does dominate television, you know, <laughs> a lot, you know. But I still, you know, I, I love TV. I want to, uh, I guess part of what I want to do when I'm done playing is I want to try to create TV shows and yeah. movies and stuff like that. I want to actually create some kid TV shows because yeah. I think it would be cool to, like, you know, create content that my sons mm-hmm. will watch. And we have another baby on the way, which is going to be You do? Due. Oh, yeah. congrats. Which That's is, awesome. Yeah, I mean, You're about to be two. Y'all are
1: yeah. playing uh, man-to-man the, net, moving <laughs>
2: forward. It's kind of scary, though, because the due date is the 15th. And my wife's like, uh, what are you going to do if it's on game day, if I go to live <laughs> on game day? And I'm like, it's a home game. You should <laughs>
1: ask Jake Matthews about that. His <sighs> wife, they had their first baby when we were up in Carolina on a Thursday night, and he went he went from Carolina to Atlanta. She had the baby, and he turned around and came back up and on was a, ready to on play. a private jet. Yeah. The minutes before yep. the game. I hope that was the Blake's private jet. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was. I think it was. <laughs> think it was. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope that it's on like a Monday or Tuesday, so I got to worry about it too right. much. But if it happens to be on game day, you know, I'm going to try to make both work. You know, yeah. I, I love the game of football, though, and my wife knows that. So I think she's going to be like, you know, I don't think she thinks I would, I would miss a game. You know? <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, I, it's over a situation. I'm just praying that it, it happens. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like, just, just come on a Tuesday and <laughs> <be fine.
0: laughs> Okay, so TV show that you like.
2: Uh, I'm currently uh, binge watching Snowfall.
1: Jeff Acuta said, said the exact same, same, same thing. thing. Yeah,
2: yeah. I uh, I heard good things. My brother, uh, who does uh, who does uh-huh. stand up comedy, he also is like a big movie person and TV person. So he's been telling me I need to watch it and trying to spoil it for me. So I'm like, let me uh-huh. go ahead and just watch it before you can spoil it because he can't keep things to himself. <laughs> yeah. He wants to talk about something. So whatever uh-huh. happened in the show, he wants to talk about. It, right you yeah. know, so I can't wait to get to that part where I can be like, oh, this we want to talk about. Let me call him up. You know, uh-huh. yeah, but uh, but I, uh, but Yellowstone is another one that I started out that that want to eventually. Yeah. But so when I'm done uh-huh. with uh, you know snowfall I'm going to Yellowstone yes. um and uh, I actually just you know finished uh, the second season of Bel Air which was cool too but mm-hmm. I watch a lot of TV uh, when I have the time it just it uh-huh. used to be a lot more back when I was younger now it's uh-huh. like way harder once I had a kid like yeah it's like change. it went out the window yeah. things yeah. change oh man <laughs> okay so many of his shows right yeah it's like <laughs> Peppa Pig and uh, Bluey what's yes. the other one yeah That's the one.
1: last question where is your favorite place that you've ever traveled
2: Wow, um, I love to travel. That is something that is important mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a lot of cool places, and it seems like whatever trip I take next is the best one. It's always the best one. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that me, me and my wife have like kind of took one big trip a year, other than this year, um, uh, you know, uh, in the COVID year, of course. But mm-hmm. we, you know, but the the trip that we I think enjoyed the most was going to South Africa. Oof, okay. yeah. we went on a safari and uh it was just so cool being in, like nature just seeing yeah. like the natural habitat of just uh, animals and just yeah. it was so cool like you know I mean you know even you really, you know there was no technology or anything like yeah. that we didn't watch no TV or anything we were just hanging that peace, good food and just you know kind of like I mean we had these this, this uh, cabin that was all windows and you just see elephants walking by and it's like mm-hmm. you know and then we would go out on the little you know ATVs with the or the jeeps or whatever with the with the guides mm-hmm. And uh, it's kinda of funny actually, I, uh, like there's a part where they're like you know, long as you're in the car, like we all look like cars and like we're not a threat to the animals, so they don't you know, they don't have any issue. Yeah. But the moment like you move too fast or like you try to get out of the car, like they have to fight or flight. Yeah. You know, and humans have been, you know, terrible to animals at times or right. poaching and all this stuff, so they see us as threats just in their natural habitat. And so we're watching and like, there's all these things you want to see that the big five, you know, but one of them was a water buffalo and um, the water buffalo, uh, you know, there was like a bush in the area where we can get close to see him. So like everybody, we couldn't get a clean view. So he said, everybody like one at a time, I'll just call you, you can stand up, you can take a picture and then you can sit back down. Well. I'm worried about where the story's going. to. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, being six, eight, <laughs> I stood out you know, when I stood up and like the water buffalo popped up and they either charge or retreat. Uh-huh. And thank God he retreated. <laughs> you know, But I scared a water buffalo. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was
1: about to say, that's, that's the story. That's the story is uh-huh. like, you know, when you're playing Never Have I Ever uh-huh. or like whatever <laughs> game, party game, you're like, well, I one time scared a water buffalo a lot, oh So what did you do?
0: That is a I love fantastic that. way to end it. We've kept you way too long. The only way to describe this podcast is epic. Yeah, I love it. Seriously. Thank you so much for thank joining us. Thank you so, so this much for joining us. My pleasure. For joining mm-hmm. the Falcons in Focus podcast, presented by Ticketmaster. Rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Calais, again, we. Welcome to Atlanta. I know Falcons fans are so pumped to have you. We were thrilled to have you here. Uh, Can't wait to see what you and the Falcons do in 2023. Talk to you all very soon with another great guest. See you.